Welcome, Starseeds. This is Dharani Akashic, Activation Catalyst, Oracle, Soul Guide, and fellow Starseed host for Unleash Your Cosmic Power, a podcast exclusively for Starseeds on a mission. This is the podcast to help you to unleash your cosmic power. We are the star beings, lovers of freedom, lovers of knowledge, lovers of life, who came to the planet with the intention to help liberate humanity from the fear-based chains of limitation and enslavement. Get ready, my fellow Starseeds, to embark upon the extraordinary adventure of being a human in a body on Earth. Together, we will dive deep into the mysteries of the universe to help you to remember your cosmic origins, explore the vast realms of consciousness, and help awaken you to your multidimensionality. We will be encouraging you to take that guided action from your higher self to fulfill your divine purpose and unlock your cosmic potential as you gain the courage to face everything that stands in the way of anchoring your divine expression and embodying your highest self to create a life that mirrors your soul desires, inner fulfillment, and an abundance of prosperity, love, and joy just the way that you were meant to. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So I'm going to present you with a challenge and I think you have already accepted this challenge before you got here. The challenge is go and experience all of the dimensions and all of the realities as a being that was created by God's source and emit the truth of who you are in all realms, in all dimensions, truthfully, and honoring all of God's laws in love and praise for the one who created you. Be the Christed avatar self that you truly are under all circumstances. And so that's what we're doing here. When you first incarnate upon the planet, you are forgetful most of the time and you will be a baby. This baby will start to interact with its environment and the energy around it. It will come to understand the laws within that particular world and universe and it will form specific constructs, ideas, and personality, characters, characteristics, and traits that it will use to its advantage first to survive within that planet, within that family. Archetypes are armor that is shielding your very soft, pristine, angelic, core child self if you are in an environment where there's a lot of uh, fighting or where you're constantly having to be in a fight or flight mode, which happens for a lot of starseeds and indigos, especially the first few generations, you will learn to create a protective pattern, shields that block or can deal with specific energy that is being pushed in your direction as your child self received it and developed this hardened armor. Someone's mean to a little kid, they're going to go around and take, they're going to absorb that energy and then they're going to go and be mean to a different little kid because they're just trying out that energy. So if you teach someone a new word, they're going to try to use it in different sentences. So it's the same thing with energy. If you teach someone a specific kind of energy, they're going to try to use it in their reality in whichever way is most convenient and helps out. Archetypes are the character templates that are based upon the energetic frequencies that humans encounter in all culture. This is part of how our reality gets constructed collectively. 
we decide that there is specific energies that we can all perceive so we'll say like there's like the energy of a solid wall right and if you crash up against that wall then it's gonna hurt and you're like oh there's a wall there I shouldn't you know you decide what to do with that wall are you gonna go run into it are you gonna avoid it are you gonna like do something else build upon it build a staircase that you can climb over it so that's what I mean like the one the the character that you develop from interacting with a specific energy is an archetypal character that you use per, for a period of time for as long as it's convenient for your child self to use and to survive and so these will change as you grow and as you develop um, into an adult but a lot of times what we forget to do is to clear out specific archetypes and by the time that we're adults we might continue to embody archetypes that um, do not serve us anymore so a lot of times what I see with children especially is like uh, the victim victimizer thing which you were just talking about so a lot of times like a little kid will get a boo-boo <laughs> and and then they'll be like oh I got a boo-boo I was victimized by that rock or that wall right they tripped and then they um they got hurt and so then they run to their to the provider of love and comfort usually like a parent like a mother or father and so you have a bunch of adults running around being victims because that's how they get their attention and I mean that's one way that you can look at it but there's all kinds of archetypes for example there's the archetypes that you embody so those are the ones that you think you have and then there's archetypes that you think you have but you're not able to embody and express then there is the friendships that come with those particular archetypes, the friendships and types of relationships that come with it. So if you have a victim archetype, for example, you will probably have a victimizer as part of the circle of people in your life. So, so you're going to have specific relationships that you keep attracting because the core of who you think you are in this lifetime that developed these protective patterns and barriers these archetypes because that's what they are they are a protective pattern they are shields that block or can deal with specific energy that is being pushed in your direction as your child self received it and developed this hardened armor so all of the archetypes that you have around you are like armor that can deal with whatever is around so if you have a particular archetype that you embody right now that archetype is going to be constantly ready right to receive particular kinds of energy which means that it will automatically be scanning the field all of the energies of all of the people that you are co-creating with upon this planet and it will pick out the exact match to its energy so if you have because it's constantly scanning the field to be ready for those blows or for like whatever that energy is that is going to be targeted towards you because that's what your child pure pristine soul self had to do when you were growing up and so you will pick out from a, a giant crowd of people the exact match to the counter match to your archetype so if you're carrying around a victim archetype you will attract a victimizer because you are on the lookout for that and you will pick that out from the field. Not intentionally because you're saying that you want to be victimized, but it's more subconscious because you are ready and you're like, oh, I know how to deal with that energy. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, because your body is very smart and it's just going to try to save energy and it will say like, this is the pattern that I'm running. I'm running the pattern of like being a victim and I'm ready and I know how to deal with 
everything that that entails you know that's what you're saying <clears throat> if you carry that archetype but it could be like the warrior archetype right so if so your body's saying like I know how to I know how to use this tool so it's going to pick out it would rather pick out a similar experience that it knows how to deal with that it knows how to survive in a similar story because it understands its role and it understands how to live with it it doesn't mean that it understands how to thrive or how to overcome it because it's not thinking about that all it's all your most basic core self thinks of your subconscious is survival and among a giant crowd of people it's going to pick out the one that is going to match its survival tool so that it can survive and it would rather do that than pick out something completely new that it has no idea how to interact with because to this core subconscious self it's like the the very um basic you it's like the one that was formed before you even had words almost before you could even speak that you doesn't logically understand things the way that the adult you understands things and it would rather deal with something that it knows how to deal with than interact with something new that it has no idea if it will survive or not. That is its only concern. That's the nature of the reptilian mind within you. So when we look at it, we're going to be clearing the limitations of those particular archetypes that are not allowing the full activation and expression of, of the gift that is within the actual soul that you are. Your soul's gift is right there inside of you. But a lot of times, the light that you shine out into the world can only get filtered out through specific archetypes that you have learned to use. So it's almost like, it's like you have a sun inside of you. You look at the sun and you cover up the sun with specific types of patterns. You cover, let's say you cover it up with like a red leafy pattern. Even though the sun holds all of the energy within you, it will only, to the outside world, it will only shine that red leafy pattern type of energy. We'll say that's an archetype. Or say you have like, you know, you have multiple archetypes, obviously depending on who you're interacting with, like there's like your work persona or whatever. So eventually these come to be limiting because you're not allowing the full expression of your sun self, of like the authentic soul you that you are. Soul, it means soul, <laughs> it means sun in Spanish. So what we're doing is we're healing the archetypes, the coverings, the layers around your soul so that you can fully emit the truth of who you are and be the shining beacon of light that you are meant to be here upon this planet. While you're healing, it's going to be very important for you to become very discerning in who you allow into your personal field because you're going to have to ask yourself this question and even when you start to activate your psychic gifts and powers, you're going to want to ask to the beings that come into your life. Do you choose to direct disruption to God's source? Or are you a harmonizing agent of divinity here to serve the source of all creation? And based upon the answer that you get, that will tell you whether you want to be interacting with those beings or not. So here's a fun exercise that you can try. 
especially when it comes to this is about people who are in your close inner circle the exercise is about sexual energy so it could be your own like you could try this out with like a fantasy person or somebody whose energy that you're kind of like assessing or it could be with you and the partner that you currently have so what you do is you pay attention to the heart of the energy interaction. You pay attention to the way that your energy is getting activated by that person and where it goes at the climax of that interaction. And it doesn't have to be sexual, but I think it's most clear when it does involve sexual energy here. So when the energy reaches a climax point, between you and that person when you're mixing your energies together where does it go so where does this energy where does this orgasm release into and what is the quality of your orgasms with this being what is the quality of your climaxing with this person what is it that you are creating with them so i tried this exercise with um one was a person that i that had been in my life and one was a person that I was sort of considering being in my life on a closer level. And when I tried out this exercise, I had I'd been noticing that the energy of the person that had been in my life, um, we kind of, we were able to really activate each other. But when the energy actually reached its clima climax, when, when it would, you know, get to its most activated release point, it would actually like just dissipate out it would just like leave like it would just go out into the universe and just leave and I noticed that we had a lot of like leaky energy together to where like it wouldn't build and other stuff happened between me and this person and I felt like that was definitely one of the clear signs that I felt like this person shouldn't be in my life at that level and the other person that I was considering actually was bringing a lot of good things into my life just by like their energy being around me and what I noticed when I tried this exercise just myself in like a fantasy type of version of our inter interaction is that the climax of that energy stayed so it stayed in my field and it was able to build and I noticed that whenever I would interact with this person in some way they started to magnetize good opportunities and good things into my life like immediately and that right there told me that I was supposed to interact with this person on a deeper level it doesn't necessarily have to be like sexual because I don't even know what their like preference is really at, at this point it was more like a, fr a friendship type of interaction and you could try this out with like anyone it, it doesn't have to be a sexual thing but it, but sexuality really just represents the intermingling and co-creation that you come together to solidify so with some people you will notice that the energy is going to dissipate completely and it'll just go out into the universe and so just notice when you are happiest with someone it could be a friendship what is your energy building and does it stay there does it augment your reality does it create opportunities does it create good things for you or does it end up being like a big 
leaky source where you're just like using up your life force and it's leading nowhere. It's going nowhere. That right there should tell you whether you should continue that interaction or whether you need to modify it so that that person is not um, being part of you at such an intimate, deep level and so that you're not constantly ingesting their energy if it's just going to be a catalyst for destruction. So it's like people can be catalysts for activation and and then not go anywhere or they can be catalysts for activating you and building and creating together and then that is how you can really solidify something this is most prominent with like divine union couples or couples who are meant to be together and even with just like friendships that you're meant to have you'll notice that it is mutually uh, like giving and it does allow you to create something when you come together it doesn't just waste your time and you're going to want to analyze all of these things when you start to take inventory of where your energy is going especially when you want to truly build something lasting for yourself and when you're trying to activate your Christed avatar self you will want to create the best version of yourself you can activate like the divine lovers within someone and then that can be a very harmonious experience like Shiva and Parvati and Shakti and so when you unlock the same types of virtues and frequency that those beings embodied then you are unlocking you have access to those archetypes and those avatar selves and so as you activate your god self you'll notice that there's particular beings and particular um <clears throat> deities maybe that will be attracted to you and you'll attract different spiritual mentors and you again you just have to be discerning and i prefer to just go to the source god source within me and ask the being that is presenting itself like are you here to assist me in activating my christ adapter self are you here in service to god source or are you here to distort, disrupt, and create chaos for God's creations? And a lot of times <clears throat> you'll find that there's beings that have ulterior motives that have, um, for one reason or another, inserted themselves into humanity's godless or demigodless and they will try to convince you that you are them or that you are god in, in an egotistical way because the thing is when you realize that you are at one with god's source it's not about your ego it's not about you having all this power it's about it's about service it's about serving all of life it's about being an embodiment of the energies that created that support maintain all of life so that's love truth wisdom power just comes naturally from fully understanding all of these but it's not in self-service it's in truthful understanding of all that you are which is one with all of life so i had this whole section recorded on beings that are going to come to you and they're going to want to work with you or insist that you work with them and how you should discern between beings that are aligned to God's source and beings that are more out for their own gain that are really more self-serving rather than wanting to serve the collective and while I was trying to put the podcast together it like 
I could tell that there was infiltration right there because um, it first sounded like a tiny little chipmunk. So I changed the settings and I reverted everything back while I was recording this happened. And then while I was actually editing and putting it together again for the end part of this, it messed up in a really weird way where it was just like sounding really like there was interference literally like like a static tv while i was talking over it so i had to re-record this and, it, and i think it was just like also divine alignment because there was an, another part when i first initially started the podcast that i ended up deleting and that first part was about removing the victim victimizer programming completely especially at the very very highest levels that we can experience even like E11D. And so removing the victimizer and the victim program that is huge here on earth requires for us to also look at the archetypes that we're holding, not just that match to a victim or a victimizer, but we also have to look at the hero complexes that can develop when we are empathetic, when we are healers, and when we know that we do carry medicine that can benefit a lot of people, that we we have to be careful that we don't develop the type of distortion within us that would allow us to be infiltrated. And the distortion is thinking that others are victimized by being here on this earth and that it is your duty to come and save them. Because that is like one of the deepest layers of programming that angelic light beings get targeted with it's not that people here don't suffer and it's not that you don't have medicine it's that the people that are here are just as powerful as you the souls that are here are just as powerful as any star seed because god created all souls equally the thing that can be differentiating about us is that some souls might have at different times in their throughout the journey of consciousness that they undertook made choices that left them with karmic loads of disempowerment within specific systems and again you can do like karmic dumping of certain species which has been done before but um for the most part they're just as powerful as you they've just been creating situations that from an outside perspective might seem really disempowering and that's where a soul that has empathy would want to come in and save them and show them a better way and so that's kind of one of like the the final layers of infiltration that can occur especially with starseeds and angelics is that you're not here to save people per se you're just here to embody the truth of who you are as a Christed being carrying the crystalline frequency of God within you and shining that upon this earth in the best way possible, in the best way that you know how, and anchoring that so deeply that it becomes an inspiration for others to perhaps want to be a part of that and awaken their own Christed avatar self within them. Within them. That you can be so magnetic that it becomes that, that you are a light and it's kind of like you're not saving people you're just actualizing the reason of why you came here your basic mission was to come forth and be the shining glory 
of who God created you to be here with all its 3D limitations, with all the infiltration that exists among all kinds of beings that don't have your best interest, that are very self-serving, that despite all of that, God's beauty can still triumph and God's law and love and truth can be more powerful than anything that will be a limiting factor that can be encountered on the planet. And so that's really what you're here to do. And in that sense, when you actualize that and when you ground this into your being so deeply that you can actually take the essence of your soul ingredients, the essence and the frequencies that you are embodying and create something with them, something in the physical realm that you inhabit right now, then that is the way that you can inspire others to also activate within themselves their own Christ avatar. And it's not about having a savior complex. It's not about victim victimizer. It's just about you embodying the truth of who you are. In this next section, I am talking about how it's, it's supposed to be one person in one body at a time, like one soul in one body, unless you are a one-time walk-in. And then I, I guess you could probably have like different walk-ins, but then the other souls are supposed to go on and have their own life because there's really just supposed to be one soul in one body at a time. Otherwise, it's just called soul shifting and possession. And the reason that you don't want to have stuff like that is because if you have, if you're soul shifting with one or, or multiple souls being involved, and you can see this in the Akashic Records, if one soul that is so there's one soul that was intended for that body and they that soul actually helped create that particular body with their team of guides and so that body belongs to that soul and so if you have someone else a different soul come in because they are attached or because they have this heavy karmic duty this heavy karmic load to pay off a lot of times a person can be born with multiple souls attached but they are not soul shifting if they are soul shifting with another soul it means that at certain points in time one of those other souls takes possession over the body and you know basically like influences that person to do things where like they are actually possessed and you're not supposed to do stuff like that because when a body starts to make things happen when a body takes action then those actions have karmic consequences and those karmic consequences are tied to the body and the soul to which that body belongs so if you have multiple people multiple souls using the same body in a way that they're not supposed to then the karmic load the karma that might belong to just one soul now is kind of involving all of them and it adds an unnecessary load of karma to the soul who's who was intended for that particular body. So you typically see this a lot with channelers and also in really dire like karmic situations. And so I was encouraging people to, if they are channeling, not allow other beings to hop into their body because it's just not necessary. And to also just be aware that if there are other beings that want to place themselves like at the base of your uh, skull or like right at the, the top of your spine, like that's called the mouth of God. And you don't want beings, even in meditation, to really place themselves there unless they're unplugging you from like machines or unplugging you from things. They really do don't allow anybody to like 
take their life force from you from that particular area and so it's just something else that you have to be aware of when you start to awaken and as you come into more powerful archetypes or as you encounter beings that claim that you are them and just watch out that your ego is not the one that is being fed so the purpose of the ego is to help your spirit to achieve its primary mission while incarnated in that specific realm. And so as you recover larger aspects of yourself that perhaps might have played a really big role in different lifetimes, and as you reclaim your power, it does serve the soul mission for starseeds in this lifetime to regain their power and not be like weak people that don't have any self-esteem because that actually detracts away from the soul mission which is to reawaken and to be the divine being that you were meant to be and as you do that as you clarify the soul ties as you clear the timelines and remove the energetic weaving of dna and timelines where it doesn't belong and the patterning that humanity no longer needs as you do your own soul work and this ripples out to affect all the other people and all the other souls around you especially the soul family you will find that you get a lot of your personal power back and so this is when the other entities might try to come in and ask you to work with them but you just have to be strong and ask if they are actually in service to God's source creator of all that is, or if they are the beings that will direct disruption towards source. And if they are beings that direct disruption towards source, then you don't want to work with them. It just means that they are not here to harmonize the timelines. They're here to cause disruption and chaos, which is not what we are doing. The reason that you want to have an empowered ego, not a debilitated ego, is so that you can play the role that you were meant to while you're here on, on this planet. So you, that you can have positions of leadership where you're able to inspire other people, where you're able to create connections and network and speak to many different types of souls all around the planet with their own networks and have a bigger ripple effect. And it's very difficult to do that when you have a debilitated ego. So as you begin to gain more of your power, remember that it's not just for you to be self-serving, be thankful for your blessings, but at the same time, remember that the true purpose of why you have those is not only because you're a divine child of God that deserves to have all of these things, but because you are here on a mission and you need these gifts in order to complete your soul's purpose. And it's really the ego is meant to help you to serve God's source. They will usually loop in at the levels where we lack confidence and you will form a very parasitic bond that is addictive. So a lot of times I will see this also in people with sexual addictions and different types of issues where um, maybe they didn't feel confident as like a young adult or whatever. 
and so they will have like a, a godly being come to them and be like oh I'll make you a sex god or, or, or you know just like really improve everything for you or I'll help you get the, the women or, and, or then the person that is in a body the original intended soul for it will be like oh okay cool yeah do that for me please or whatever and um, so then they will form this bond based on the insecurity of not being able to do this themselves or not being good enough with a parasitic being that will then come in every time that they do have sex with another person and steal the sexual energy and so in that sense like maybe it will help them with performance or maybe it will help them to get the women but the actual intended soul for that body is not getting that experience it's the other one that's coming in and like stealing the energy and so you have to be careful with whatever these beings are offering you sometimes they're like oh you're special or oh you are Jesus or you are Mary Magdalene and, and there's so many people who think they're Mary Magdalene who think they're Jesus and when these beings come to you these messenger beings even you have to understand like what part of me are they trying to feed are they trying to help me to get closer to God to get closer to self-realization or are they just trying to siphon my life force energy for their own gain and this can even apply to people and it's not to make you paranoid about who is coming it's just to make you a pristine vessel a carrier of God's truth which is what you are really ask the right questions and make sure that they are wanting to reconnect you to your own God source and not just be the, the God in your life and you have to understand are they hooking into me because I crave power because I don't feel good enough because I'm not connected to God or are they are they actually awakening me and a lot of times it can be very tricky because these beings can do both at once and here is where evil claims its right to existence it's a lot better for you to trust the God source the creator of all that is to have already supplied you with everything that you could ever want and need and that all you need to do is uncover the soul dust that's overlaying over the truth of who you are and all that you have ever wanted to be and all that you have desired can be revealed to you as already being within you and when you trust the God source to have already supplied you as the divine child with everything that you will ever need then it's a lot harder for these beings to try to get to you because they they should not be giving you something external what they should be doing is awakening within you the keys for you to open and unlock those layers of yourself so that you can have access to more of you rather than them supplying you with some sort of costume and you just have to develop the type of relationship with your own God source right within your heart for you to be able to tell what the truth is and if right now you have guides that you are unsure of it would be a good idea for you to either do a healing on yourself uh, find someone get an Akashic Record training and really ask is this guide helping me to uncover those layers of myself and further reconnect me with my own source or are they trying to to have a parasitic semi-symbiotic relationship with me while stealing my life force 
And this is also something that you have to pay attention to when you follow spiritual teachers because there are so many layers of infiltrations. For example, there are certain traditions of meditation where they will help you to charge your entire energy body and become a brighter light being, but they will also very clearly be infiltrating themselves right at the points in your body, at the chakra points where they can easily steal your life force so that they can continue to live on and on and on because a, a lot of times these beings have gotten to the level where they don't need an entirely physical uh, physically manifested body to continue to survive all that they need to do is hook into various beings and take a little bit of their life force or a lot depending on what sorts of grids they've created for themselves around the planet around and through all of the people that they are infiltrated and hooked into depending how many people they have hooked into their particular grid that they can then use like a solar grid to just suck the life force out of all these beings so that they can maintain uh, some sense of sur survival so that they can continue to live upon this planet long after their physical body has died and I've seen this for several like ascended type masters that people would consider and I'm not saying that they're like evil but they're definitely not being very ethical I would say no being other than your higher self your highest self should be positioning themselves at the the mouth of God at the apex of your of your neck of the base of your skull that's a very telltale point if anyone tells you that like you should um, put place some being at the back of your head or you know at certain points along your spine that those are points where they're going to try to infiltrate you so just be aware and know that sometimes you will run across certain systems where you will have to modify the meditation so that it does not include that infiltration from whoever placed it there. It could have been that being or it could have been someone else along the, along the line, along the lineage of that tradition. And so you can go to different teachers and have the type of relationship with your own God source where you know at what points there is infiltration and there is deception and overlays of their own personal wounding in their words so that you know how much to absorb of what they're saying and how much you can just let go of. And then there are those that are fully, that are like ascended masters that are in service to God's source and will continue to be in service to God's source and will continue to help aid humanity as we move into this ascension activation of our Christ itself. And you, you'll be able to tell who those beings are and whether you should be interacting with them or not and whether it's safe to use the template of their teachings. And yeah, you have to remember that a lot of the teachings, all of them, have been corrupted by someone somewhere along the line. And the best source is right here inside of you, right in your heart, right in your God spark. The best source of truth is really when you can calm yourself enough, close your eyes, and sincerely, devotionally, ask God to guide you. God, source, creator of all that exists. Guide me, right? When you say that and you really mean it and you allow the receptivity to 
draw an answer. But the avatars are fun. It is fun to dress up. I mean, Halloween was definitely one of my favorite holidays. And it's it's almost really interesting that the human psyche, it's almost entirely formulated to function by creating stories. Because our mind is constantly telling itself stories about who it is, about its environment, who it can be, who it should be, and how it can interact in the world. And so you can spend like thousands going from different teacher to a different teacher, trying to ask them to tell you story that suits you better that helps you and it's just going to be a story which is just an ingrained pattern of your consciousness and it's either going to be a story that can empower your fantasy your wounded self your ego or if they're really a healer that is appointed to you by God to come into your life they will present you with a truth that that hits you at the core of who you are it feels like like they're ringing uh it's like one of those tuning forks like they're ringing a, a tuning fork into the very fabric of your being of your existence and that tuning fork resonates a frequency that effortlessly dissolves or at least for a time shows you what needs to be dissolved in your life the mistake that a lot of healers can make sometimes when they are in a body is that they can come on too strong with their healing or with their messages and sometimes these are not well received by people and they can even be blocked by others and so you kind of have to be subtle about it I noticed that I have a lot of uh, like telepathic communications with people sometimes especially teachers because um, they are truly channeling a very high level being that sometimes the vessel is not entirely able to hold while simultaneously being in the environment that it is with its particular constructs and the people that it is surrounded with and so sometimes I'll have like telepathic communications with a teacher that is not necessarily like speaking to me directly or is not um, like I'm not taking their class but I'm listening to something else that they said and I can still hear the transmission happening between myself and their highest self and so get the teaching from them that way and so when you when you are paying attention to the people that are around you really pay attention to how their being resonates with you to how their words what what do their words inspire within you is it expansive is it draining is it creative is it pulling you in the direction of self-discovery and self-inquiry with gentleness and self-compassion. If you have a genuine desire to experience a type of avatar, and that is your authentic soul desire, then you will have that experience. On Earth, you will co-create that with God. And when you do that, that's also part of what we're healing and clearing. It it requires because what you're really doing at that level, when you when you choose to embody something that you've always wanted, so it's in the realm of want, right? So like you think you don't have it. That's what wanting is. And what is happening here is that you're actually interacting with truth. You're not. We'll say like at a higher level, it seems like like you go to a teacher 
teacher so they can teach you how to be what you want, how to be this thing that you thought that you were not. But what you're actually doing is you are coming to terms with the truth of your being. The truth of who you are underlies the wanting and the denial of that truth. What you gain in creating that experience for yourself that you wanted, and so the experience that you thought that you needed, that you lacked, is that once you have it and you get to experience it, you understand whether it was something that was always a part of you or whether it was just a desire that you had that was formed from the culture in which you found yourself in, and so a false desire. One way that I like to test this with myself is by envisioning the best case scenario. So if I was to have exactly what I wanted in this situation, how do I feel inside? Do I feel happy or do I feel like blah about it? Like I don't really care. Because if I feel like if I got exactly what I wanted and it makes me feel happy, then I know that I actually genuinely do want that. If I got, if I envision having exactly what I wanted in that situation and I still feel that void inside, that unhappiness, then that just means that it was a false desire because I don't, that's not really what I want. It's just the current thing that's occupying my mind, keeping me away from the things that I really need to be focusing on. So that's something that you can try with yourself. Picture the best case scenario and in that best case scenario, if you were to get exactly what you say you want, and everything went your way, do you still feel that void of emptiness inside of you, still wanting, still longing for that love, still longing for something else? Or do you feel more fulfilled? If you feel more fulfilled, it's a genuine desire. If you feel that you still have that lack and that void inside of you, then it is a false desire and it's something that you're using to distract the monkey mind from what it should really be focusing on, which is developing that inner strength and connection with God source. Your true soul desires are the blueprint of your potential, the potential that was placed in your soul, in your heart, when God created you, because you are the only one that can be the conduit that can actually ground that energy into the physical. Your soul was specifically chosen to come into this realm at this time, because you have had the types of experiences in this world or other worlds that give you the skills required for this particular mission of grounding the frequencies that you carry onto this planet that are going to help humanity. And so your genuine soul desires, when you understand them, you will see that they are a direct reflection of that blueprint that God used to create your soul. So they are the things that you are meant to bring wherever you go. They are the key ingredients the frequencies that you carry with you everywhere. It's the light that you have that you are meant to shine and it is the actual grounding into this physical dimension of that light. So if you go to another dimension you carry that exact same frequency, it might look different because it's it's code that is translated into a, a different level of experience into a different facet of the all that exists. This is the 
actualizing of your potential and that is why it's so important for you to understand whether your desire is coming from the culture or from your actual soul self so you want to be able to be as free as possible so that you can quickly create that experience for yourself try on that costume character see what it's like see if it's an actual soul aspect that you're meant to embody or not and if it is not quickly move on and not be stuck within an archetype that does not reflect the authenticity of your soul we are liquid light consciousness streaming through the various densities and realities and layers perceptions of self come from the way that the facets of our soul conduct the streams of light from god's consciousness and our ability to accurately stream this light is based upon the dense energy we hold that can cloud our crystalline consciousness as programming that stems from traumatic experiences in this and other lifetimes so false perceptions of self and stagnant energy can cloud the crystal beings that we are this is why we want to become more fluid with our programming to ensure flow and to be able to release the things that cloud our ability to be conduits of god's pure light we want to become crystal clear vessels for our source to shine through in all of the layers of our existence to be the crystals that god made us to be and shine beautifully according to the blueprint of our crystalline consciousness so we're really getting into healing the wounds of the inner child and the reason that we want to heal these wounds is because the inner child is the underlying factor that is driving everything in a person's life so the wounded inner child is the one that does not know for certain that it is unconditionally loved and worthy of its creator's divine love and support for human child that will translate into not knowing for certain that it is loved and supported in this way by its divine father and divine mother because usually you have different types of archetypes interacting with that inner child in such a way where it has to develop that armor in order to survive within a specific family unit and you know you're interacting with that child's wounded inner parents so in a way this is also translating into generational healing because as you heal the wounded inner child you're also understanding the level of wounding that their parents also had in order to create this kind of wounding within someone if the inner child is not 100% certain that it is loved and worthy it will develop specific archetypes which are the types of armor the specific patterns in order to protect itself and ensure its survival within a particular family and when these archetypes are in conflict with that child's soul then its mission can be delayed or it can be it can actually just incarnate into a family specifically to resolve those archetypes and whatever that family is going through and anchor some specific frequency into that particular dna and sometimes even the wounding that they get can it is part of the divine plan to keep that child's gifts open as it was in you know my case but it just depends the point is that your inner child is what controls all of your subconscious behaviors and it's going to try to get attention from you no matter what so if you're not healing the wounded inner child it will create sabotage in different aspects of your life no matter how successful you get at some point it's going to require for you to come back and heal it because it's part of who you are and so this is why we continue to create similar 
relationships, similar uh, wounding with the same kinds of people because it's our soul calling us back to come and heal it and reclaim the aspects of ourselves that are stuck looping with those kinds of people, with those kinds of archetypes that represent the archetypes that we had to deal with while we were children. And it doesn't really matter if you know or don't know because it's not something that is logical. It's something that is emotional and often the emotions are stored in the physical body. So your inner child is not going to transform unless it feels safe. A lot of times the inner child will also want it to be fun. So it has adopted specific archetypes in order to cope with the world. And these are the ones that we will be clearing out if they're not in alignment with your soul mission. These are the archetypes that create sabotage, that keep you looping in stagnant relationships, that keep you from reaching the heights that you're meant to in your career. Freeing these archetypes frees up the energy, not just for you and your soul, but it also helps to destabilize the dark grids that are often hooked into these people running specific kinds of archetypes that are running a reversal currents and fueling the negative dark grids around the planet. So you're not just healing yourself, you're healing everything that is also connected to you. So Earth was supposed to be this heavenly playground and it can be, we just need to return to our inner child's innocence that is underlying all of these deep layers of archetypal wounding and all of the things that it's developed as coping mechanisms to keep it safe. A lot of times we will get really good at playing specific archetypes and when those archetypes are matched to our authentic soul energies, then that's wonderful that you're actually playing the character that you were made to play on Earth. But it's only when you're having trouble actualizing the types of experiences that you want that you need to look at what needs to be cleared, alchemized, and transformed. This is the deepest layer of healing. It's healing the inner child's wounding and returning to our divine innocence. So if you've been going from healer to healer and not realizing the kind of results that you want in your life, this could be the key to what you've been missing. So I'm going to invite you to take part in my Archetypal Alchemy program, which is designed to help liberate you and empower you to live your most authentic life. It's going to be a program where I'm going to guide you on an exploration of your inner landscape. And we're going to be shedding the constraints of these outdated archetypes and reawaken to the resonance of our inner child and our soul's divine blueprint. You will uncover the keys to unlocking your soul's divine purpose and mission, and you'll stop looping with specific archetypal relationships that were just not working. We're going to pave the way for you to embody the archetypes that do resonate with your deepest truth. By nurturing and honoring the archetypes that your inner child has chosen, learning to transmute them now if they are not a good match for what you're trying to create in your life, you will learn how you can unleash the boundless power within you and this will allow you to embody the experiences that you were destined to live in this lifetime. So here's some of the things that I'm going to be covering in depth. So we're going to be 
going over your vision and um, the vision for humanity, our psyche, and learning through our stories. We're going to be going through what archetypes are and how they shape our experiences, um, more about the wounded child, healing the wounds of unworthiness and shame, exploring how archetypes are running your life and influencing your decisions. We're going to learn how to understand the need for having specific archetypes in our life. We're going to understand how our inner child adopted these archetypes specifically and what their impact has been on our patterns throughout our life and even if they're impacting us right now. We're going to understand why we're drawn to these archetypes and find the dominant ones that are affecting our life. We're going to identify the archetypes that you actually wish to embody in your ideal life and we're going to understand how archetypes have different kinds of polarity that can be manifested and how you can use these. We're also going to go over techniques for identifying the light and shadow aspects of the dominant archetypes that you see yourself as already having. And we're going to be recognizing how these aspects manifest into our thoughts, behaviors, and relationships and identify exactly what needs to be alchemized, transmuted in order for us to live harmoniously with the archetypal roles that we want to embody or the ones that we need to understand better so that we can transmute them if we are not actually able to practically change them at this time so that we're not living at war with ourselves and instead can find harmony in our everyday life even if we are in roles that we don't have a huge ability to change right now so we're going to be exploring the interconnectedness of all of the different archetypes and how they relate to each other we're going to be discovering our soul's divine blueprint and how these archetypes are connected to our authentic soul resonance. I'm going to teach you techniques for identifying the self beyond the archetypes and understanding the benefits of aligning with your soul's blueprint and the freedom that this will bring you and how these particular archetypes can help you to align with your soul more effortlessly and help you in your mission and your superhero journey here on earth. So we're going to unlock the power of all of these and I'll also be showing you how to clear and transform the archetypes and all of the kinds of issues that come up because you're essentially taking away like the inner child's safety blanket. So I'm going to help you to choose new archetypes and infuse them with your unique blueprint and soul frequency so that you can align them with your soul mission and goal. And we're going to be transmuting all of the emotions that are going to come up when you try to take that child's safety blanket away. And we're going to help you to integrate these aspects back into the core of who you are. I'm also going to help you with everyday alignment. So we're going to create a personalized practice for living in flow and freedom and the soul alignment where you are right now. And we're going to be doing different techniques that help you to incorporate archetypal awareness into your everyday life so that when you are in the world and you're seeing people as energy carriers and you recognize their patterns immediately, you know what kind of archetype they're embodying. And this is greatly going to affect all of your relationships. You're going to be able to know exactly what a person needs and how and whether you choose to be in that person's life or not. This is going to help you in all of your relationships. So we're going to understand how to use the archetypes in our everyday interactions with people. And I'm going to teach you techniques for translocating, transforming, and expressing a different variety of these archetypes for more fulfilling, fun, and role-playing type of activities that you can do with different friendships or partnerships, whatever you have 
So this is a curriculum that's going to provide you with this comprehensive journey through exploration of these archetypes. And I mean, archetypes are just fun. They're like fun roles that you get to play. And this is also going to be incorporated into our inner child healing, which is like the core essence of this, right? And aligning with our soul blueprint is just like exactly how we're meant to use the archetypes and the stories of humanity, which is what we're actually transforming the stories of our history, the stories of what we collectively tell ourselves as a culture. So it's going to be a small group of participants because I want us to have the most time together and I want it to be very personal. So if this is something that you're interested, please let me know. There's only a few spots available. Uh, we're going to be meeting once a week, probably via Zoom or some online medium. And I'm going to have all of the worksheets and meditations that we're going to do um, so that you can utilize those when we move into that week. So I'm really excited for us to dive into this course together. You're going to be held in such a beautiful, loving temple of love and joy from your spirit guides, higher self, your all of your guides, your starseed soul family. Ooh, and we're going to be exploring that archetype as well. But you're basically going to be exploring all of these different fun archetypes and heal the inner child at the same time while aligning to your soul blueprint and addressing the practical applications like everyday alignment, how you can use these and your interactions with everybody around you in your daily life. And at the end of it, I'm probably going to have, I, I mean, I already have the surprise sort of planned, but it's going to be really fun. It's going to be like a way for us to anchor this into the physical and I'm super excited for it, but I'll let you know at the end if you do enroll um, what that's going to be. So if you're interested in this, please let me know. I'm super excited to start this and I just need to get a good idea of how many of you want to do this so that I can try to time it appropriately. So send me a message as soon as you can. Probably I'm usually on Instagram or Facebook are probably the best ways to reach me more than my email, but it's totally up to you. Uh, you can also visit my site, DaraniaKashik.com. And I'm going to be having a lot more exciting things for you. I'm creating a lot of different products that I think you'll be able to use. And um, they're all based on like my blissful journeys in in Hawaii, in Kauai. It's like, it's like things that I've designed while I have been on these like heightened moments throughout like the past few years so everything is going to carry that frequency of joy so I'm in the process of designing that for you and I'll have those on my site at some point I'll definitely make another announcement for that but um yeah so I said that we were going to be talking about archetypes this week it did take a little bit longer for me to get to this episode because I, I had to move and I, I, I'm doing a bunch of other life things as well. But I hope that you found it helpful. Please let me know what you think. I love to hear your thoughts and ideas. And I noticed that some of you actually did leave me some reviews on the podcast and I am so thankful and I appreciate that so much. Please let me know what you think about it and if you really really love me you'll totally go and leave me some kind of review because it helps other people to find this podcast and so you're helping in their healing as well and you're helping to spread the word and if you're interested in the archetypal alchemy program that we're going to be doing definitely send me a message and we can explore and talk about all of the cool little details about that if you have any other ideas for a topic that you want me to cover let me know i would love to be of service to you in that and it helps me to know where you are and what kind of support you need or what sort of 
topics you would like some clarity on so that I can channel that information for you. It is my passion to share this with you. And I, yeah, I think that's it for this week, but I'm sending you so much love and I look forward to recording another podcast for you and connecting. Aloha.